Sports-ish podcast, a place for those of us who like sports-ish. We are making sports fun, cute, and digestible. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. My name is Lily, and today, guys, I'm bringing the sports and the ish because Ashton, my husband, is not with me. I am recording a podcast by myself, which is always a very daunting task. A lot of my favorite podcasts that I listen to are actually single podcasters who are the only host, and they are so talented, and I feel like I'm having a conversation with them. They're very engaging. It really scares me to do it on my own. But you know what? I can do hard things. But the good news is, is I do have a guest for the latter half of the episode, which she is so much fun and she knows so much about the stuff that we care about. She knows a lot about the ish. So we are so happy to have her. I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. But of course, since Ashton is not here, we do not have a mansplain minute, which let's be honest, it's nice to have a break from the mansplaining every now and again. Love you so much, Ashton. But, you know, that guy, he loves, loves to explain anything. I mean, this morning I got all about politics. If it's not politics, it's sports. If it's not sports, it's the economy. A break from the mansplaining this week. What I am going to do instead is just give you some bite-sized little pieces of sports news. Enough, of course, to keep you updated, but not too much. Uh, Am I going to list like the top 50 wide receivers you need in your fantasy football draft? No, absolutely not. Get out of here. Never. Speaking of fantasy football, though, I I like to call it fantasy because it makes it feel more official. I feel like guys are always like fantasy, like they only refer to it as fantasy. Fantasy football is for like the newbies. Fantasy, you're a pro. So I'm going to call it fantasy. Speaking of fantasy, this is the last day to submit your buy-in. And on Monday, you'll get the email with your team, which is your era. So our leagues are separated by Taylor Swift eras. So you will be placed in your era on Monday, introduced to your commissioner, as they call themselves. And then we will start playing on our draft day, which is September 6th at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that how how you say it? I don't know. But we have that draft September 6th. September 7th is the first day of the NFL season. It is going to be epic. Speaking of fantasy, did anyone else wear the Britney Spears fantasy perfume? I feel like that was the thing when I was in middle school. Britney Spears fantasy. I still remember the commercial the purple bottle with like the gold chain hanging off fantasy was it and all my friends had it and my mom was like you're too young for perfume which was rude um so I I actually never had it but when I went to my friend Angelique's house I really you know I doused myself in the fantasy that was a tangent anyways this is why Ashton needs to be here so no man's play minute bite-sized pieces of sports news Since we last chatted, Spain won the Women's World Cup. This is a big deal for many reasons, but mostly because the odds were kind of stacked against Spain. The Sparknotes version of the story is that their head coach, his name is Jorge Vilda, he is just basically awkwardly controlling. So much so that he was making players like leave their hotel doors unlocked in years past until midnight, then they could go to sleep. But doors must be unlocked until midnight. He also apparently was searching through suitcases, which 
is an absolute no-no. When I am picked to be that person at the airport that they have to look through my stuff, I feel so violated. It is like, absolutely not. Please get your hands off of my jeans. Please do not pick up my underwear. Please like, don't touch my mess kit. It feels so awkward when they do it. Can you imagine your coach, your soccer coach doing that in your suitcases? No, absolutely not. So it's like an abuse of power basically is how I see it. So many of the team players, actually there were nine, in fact, they protested. They wrote the Spanish Soccer Federation, and they said that they did not want to play in the World Cup unless there were going to be changes made, uh, alluding to the firing of the head coach. They didn't outwardly say that, but that's what they were alluding to. And the federation, which clearly hates women, uh, came back and just said, not only are we not going to make that change, but uh, you will need to apologize for writing this email. How dare you protest? How dare you disrespect the federation? And if you don't apologize, you might be banned from the national team for five years. Saying this to women who have worked their entire life to get there, (laughs) just not Okay, so out of the nine players, only three of them made amends. They came back to the team and played in the World Cup, which means that Spain won the World Cup, missing like a really good chunk of their talented players, and they still won. I would like to say, I don't think they won because of their head coach. I think they won in spite of him. I think they kind of banded together and were like, you know, we've been through these hardships, but despite the federation being terrible to us, despite our head coach being absolutely inappropriate, we're going to come together and we're going to win the world cup and we're going to show them. That is what in my head, that's the narrative that I have made, but that's what I think happened. Um, so they beat England one to nothing. Obviously let's blame Prince William for England's loss. I love the motherland England. Uh, I have many ties. I studied abroad there. I've had three siblings live there and my parents lived there for three years on an LDS mission. And I love that country with my whole heart and soul. I think if someone tomorrow were to be like, where would you like to move? If you were living outside of New York city, I would choose London. I love that city. So I was admittedly hoping that England would win, but they didn't. And I'm going to blame Prince William and I'll tell you why he didn't come. (laughs) People are accusing him of being sexist and not attending because it was a women's game. I don't know if that's true, but regardless, it's a terrible look. He recorded a little video with his daughter, Charlotte, apologizing that he wasn't going to be there, but still dude, like you have access to every mode of transportation imaginable. Figure out how to get to Australia. Your team, your country, which you are supposed to be representing, you're supposed to be at country events. No, is that not their job? They are in the World Cup final. This is a huge deal. Get yourself to Australia and watch the final. Show your face. Not impressed with Prince William. I I mean, I haven't been impressed with him for years, honestly. I don't like to think about the rumors, the cheating rumors, but I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, more awkwardness in the World Cup. Luis Rubiales, he's a Spanish soccer official. During the medal ceremony, he grabbed and like laid on the most forceful kiss on Spanish forward Jennifer Hermoso right on the lips, 
right on the lips. It was not on the cheek. It was not on the forehead. It was straight for the lips. And I, listen, I feel a little confused because I've looked at a lot of comments and there's been some arguments, some people saying that it's a part of Spanish culture. It's not a big deal. Americans are so dumb how they're making a big deal out of it. But then I have seen some Spaniards saying that it was incredibly inappropriate. And honestly, in my eyes, maybe I'm too American here, but it was gross. It was like assault-esque. I didn't like it. I did not like it. He did come out and apologize this week. He said in his eyes, it felt natural. Okay, that is a bizarre way to justify it. Honestly, I'm sure that in my single days, it would have felt natural to kiss a lot of different hot athletes, but I didn't do it. Felt really weird. Okay, and then last story of the World Cup, there was a heartbreaking story of Olga Carmona, who was the member of the Spanish national team that scored one goal. Right after they won the World Cup, she found out that her father actually passed away before the game. And it is absolutely so heartbreaking to think about what a range of emotions to go through. I'm sure she's going to have to process this, you know, eventually. But to be on the highest high and going to the lowest low, like two incredibly life-altering moments within hours of each other on both ends of the spectrum, my heart just really, really goes out to her. So heartbreaking. But all in all, I'm happy for Spain. I think they've overcome a lot. I, I like the notion that they won in spite of the hardships they've been through and to really kind of like stick it to the man. The World Track and Field Championships took place. There were some really powerful stories out of it. Tara Davis Woodall, she won the silver in the long jump. But the way that she cheered on Serbia's Ivana Vuleta, who won the gold medal, was really cool. It was just women supporting women. There was no anger. There was no spite. And if there was, she kept it very much inside because she seemed genuinely, genuinely happy for Ivana Vuleta, who took the gold. So congratulations to Tara Davis Woodall, if you don't know. Now you know. She's married to Hunter Woodall, who's a Paralympian. And they are just the most beautiful, graceful, athletic couple. I I really, really like them. Uh, also, there was, of course, Shikari Richardson. And she is one of my favorite athletes of all time. She was interviewed before the race, and she asked kind of like what she was trying to show the world. She gave us a really, really powerful interview that I took and made like a really cool reel, if I do say so myself, which is up on Sportsish. Uh, go check it out if you haven't seen it. But what she says basically is that the world has cheered her on, but it's also turned on her. Obviously, we know she was turned away from the Tokyo Olympics after qualifying for them because she tested positive for cannabis. And you know, to see her come back, so to speak, and just like forget the world's opinion of her. She said this was her time. And it was because the next day she ran the fifth fastest 100 meter by a woman ever, 10.65 seconds. She is not only going to Paris, but mark my words, Shakari Richardson is going to medal in Paris. 
So enter Miami FC. They won the league trophy. I'm going to be honest for how much time I've spent watching the MLS, which is obviously the soccer league in America. Um, I don't really know what the league cup is, but I know it's a trophy and I know it was enter Miami's first one. So the thing about this is that Miami was in last place. They had the fewest number of points in the league, which means they had the fewest number of wins basically in the league before Lionel Messi joined. And now they have like serious potential to win the MLS Cup in October. He has turned the team around. He's brought excitement. He's brought crowds. He's brought points. And I think it's really cool. It's kind of a Cinderella story. Uh, but like by this, you know, goat who comes in and just saves a team. And of course, their jerseys are pink. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yesterday was Kobe Bryant's birthday, and today is known as Kobe Bryant Day. Today being August 24th, uh, because 824, Kobe wore both 8 and 24 when he was in the league. And I've been studying Kobe a lot in the past few years, obviously since I started my own sports media company. You can't know anything about sports without knowing about Kobe. I know he wasn't perfect. I know he had scandals. And truly terrible scandals at that. You know how hard I am on these athletes who cheat on their wives. Like Kobe is not immune from criticism, but in studying his life and his memory, I can say that he was one, a really good dad. It was very, very clear that he loved his family, particularly his daughters. He was a girl dad. We've all heard the interview by the broadcaster about talking about how much he loved being a girl dad. It almost makes me emotional uh, when I think about it because he died while being a girl dad, uh, while going to coach his daughter's basketball game. And two, he was a phenomenal athlete. He was obsessed, obsessed with greatness and bettering himself. And that was reflected in everything he did. So I will stand as a Kobe fan who admits his faults, but a Kobe Bryant fan. Happy birthday. Kobe Bryant would have been his 45th. Serena Williams kind of, you know, on the opposite end of things had, she gave birth to her second daughter, Adira. Um, it's crazy to think one year ago she was playing in the U.S. Open, which does start this week, which I'm very excited about. I'm trying to get tickets so I can go and I can rep some sportsish merch at the U.S. Open. It's one of my favorite events of the year, and it just New York City really comes alive at the end of August when the U.S. Open comes to town. Football season, like I said, begins in less than two weeks, September 7th to be exact. I'm getting excited uh, because I've been watching a lot of clips from Hard Knocks, which is obviously the television series that follows a team around for the regular season. And they're following the Jets this year, which is so juicy. Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, they have like a funny banter. They have funny vibes. They almost have a similar vibe, which is like cool, like arrogantly cool. I kind of dig it. I know I've criticized Aaron in the past, but like, I don't know, kind of feels cool. Maybe Zach is like a young Aaron Rodgers. Like maybe that's his future. I think Zach like was on the brink of, uh, you know, not returning to the league. I think this could be a cool duo. And I think Zach could really impress us this season as Aaron's backup. I don't know. Maybe that's so naive. 
So that's enough sports news to keep you covered for a little bit. If you want to know all the sports news, of course, follow Sportsish on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. Um, guys, there's so many social pages. It's so hard to keep up with. But if you want to know all the things, follow Sportsish, the things you care about, I should say. But today we are going to talk about sports movies, sports TV shows, sports documentaries. There's like so much we could unpack, but I wanted to unpack most of it with an expert. So I brought on Mary and Mary is the host of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. And let me tell you, this woman is a pop culture expert. That is actually putting it lightly. She, but she knows, she knows it all. She is definitely a pop culture connoisseur. That's what she calls herself. Uh, she watches a ton of movies and TV and then gives recommendations about them. She just knows if you think you know something about pop culture, you don't know as much as Mary. She even schooled me on a story that is like pop culture and sports mixed, which is incredibly embarrassing because that is what I do for my entire job. It's like I live, eat and breathe the intersection of sports and pop culture. But she she knew and I didn't. So she's going to tell us about the Wagatha Christie story, which is about two wives of soccer players in the UK. I had no idea about this. It's captivating, but she's so much fun. What I wanted to do was kind of do like a big movie episode where we talked about like the greatest sports movies of all time, the greatest sports TV shows of all time, the greatest sports documentaries. And then I was like, there's, there, there's too many. So here's what I will say. I asked you guys your favorites, your favorite sports movie of all time, the worst sports movie of all time, your favorite documentary of all time and TV show. And I thought we could go over some of like the highlights. I'll break it up by sport. But when I asked your favorite sports movie, it was, it wasn't even a contest. It was Remember the Titans. And I just want you to know that I agree. And not only do I agree, I agree with every bone in my body. Guys, you don't know my love for that movie. And I'm about to tell you, I've talked about this before, but my 10th birthday party was Remember the Titans themed. It wasn't football themed. It was literally Remember the Titans themed. And I'm not sure as to why my 10-year-old white blonde self wanted a birthday party surrounding a story of a high school football team undergoing desegregation. But alas, I, I just loved that movie so much that that was what I wanted my birthday about. And it is what I got my birthday about. Um, I do admittedly watch it every single November 17th, which is my birthday because it is my favorite movie. It's, it's top. Like we're not talking like top three, top five. No, it's top number one. Remember the Titans go check. Also Friday night lights was popular. We are Marshall was mentioned. There's, you know, radio, Rudy, the wine side. Eek. It's not in my top anymore, let me tell you. Then there's basketball movies. Uh, we talked a little bit about Like Mike with Mary, so we'll we'll save that. Uh, Space Jam 1 is a classic. Space Jam 2 is a travesty. I am a LeBron fan. I love LeBron. Space Jam 2 was terrible. There's um, Air, which came out this year about basically Nike's partnership with Michael Jordan, Ben Affleck. Absolutely phenomenal. 10 out of 10 recommend. I did fall asleep for the last 30 minutes, but that's going to happen with every movie that starts past 8 p.m. for me. So 
but the first part of it was great. And Ashton watched the last part and he said it was great. Uh, Glory Road, Coach Carter, Hoosiers, Luck of the Irish, Don't Sleep on It, Disney Channel Original, Love and Basketball is probably my favorite basketball movie of all time. If you haven't see, seen it, you must. I will never forget. I'm going to be the first girl in the NBA. And he goes, no, I'm going to be in the NBA. You're going to be my cheerleader. <laughs> Offensive. But Love and Basketball, highly recommend. Baseball, we have The Sandlot. We have 42. We have Field of Dreams. Okay, side note. 42 is probably my favorite baseball movie. Chadwick Boseman, may he rest in peace. That man was a gift. He was a legend. And I will say, he was one of my celebrity crushes. When he did like the scene in 42 where he threw a fit and like threw a bat and smashed it. Okay, love love absolutely in love field of dreams did you know that the role was originally offered to tom hanks and then went to kevin costner tom hanks turned it down it was a pretty good one for kevin costner though it put him on the map maybe i'm wrong but my dad loves that movie and i feel like i've watched it only because of my dad angels in the outfield rookie of the year the rookie nat the natural i feel like they're all kind of similar vibes they're kind of all the same to be honest Boxing, fighting, of course, Rocky. Did you know that Adrian was supposed to be played by Cher? Uh, but she wasn't. She was, I actually don't know that actress's name, but Cher turned down the role. Cinderella Man, Creed, speaking of hot, Michael B. Jordan in Creed. I'm like not, kind of boxing makes me queasy. I don't love to watch fighting, but I do love Creed because of Michael B. Jordan and because he's shirtless for many hours at a time when I'm watching Creed. Karate Kid, a classic. Warrior is incredible. Warrior is incredible. If you have not seen Warrior with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy, highly recommend. Tennis, we have King Richard, also controversial. Not the movie itself, but of course the punch heard around the world with Will Smith. But I love King Richard. It really was so well done. It did deserve um, the awards that it got at the Oscars. Battle of the Sexes, which is the story of Billie Jean King with Emma Stone. I loved it. Emma Stone and Steve Carell. I loved it. So good. Win a date with Tad Hamilton. Had to bring that out. Hockey, miracle. Miracle, miracle, miracle. I know I keep talking about hot guys, but I loved every single player in Miracle. And they were just actors playing hockey players, but I loved them all. Most especially O'Callaghan, O'Callaghan. They all sound similar. All Irish hockey boys. O'Callaghan, Jack O'Callaghan. Loved him. Mighty Ducks. Then we talked about women in sports movies. We talked about I, Tanya, Stick It, Bring It On, Bend It Like Beckham, A League of Their Own. Incredible. Soul Surfer. We talked about that with Mary. She's the Man, Ice Princess. Don't sleep on it. Then, of course, there's like dumb sports movies like Waterboy, Happy Gilmore, Blades of Glory, Talladega Nights, Dodgeball, Benchwarmers, Slapshot, and Goons. Um, you know, I'm sure that that is some people's choice, not mine. I think like there's a time and a place, right, to laugh at Blades of Glory and Talladega Nights. But I feel like there's just too many good sports movies to put ahead of those uh, television shows. Ted Lasso. I loved it. Not everyone does. Mary did not. You'll hear why. Um, Friday Night Lights, a classic. Cobra Kai. Didn't see it, but people loved it. 
And then there's, of course, many sports documentaries because something about sports just fits in well with drama and competition. And it just makes bubbles up to this beautiful plot for a documentary. So the 30 for 30s, The Last Dance, of course, the Michael Jordan series, must watch. Even if you're not a basketball fan, it's so dramatic. It is juicy. Um, The Untold series on Netflix I particularly am a fan of the Manti Teo one about his catfishing experience at Notre Dame. If you have not seen it, it is a really captivating, heartbreaking story. Quarterback. I'm just reading these. I've seen these all. I'm a sports documentary junkie. If it comes out, I watch it. The Redeem Team on Netflix right now. Go watch. Ice Guardians. Hockey. It's about hockey fighters. Oh, it's so good. And I like, listen, I know that not all of you will sit and watch a hockey game, but if you sit and watch the Ice Guardians, you'll be more inclined to watch a hockey game. It's incredibly interesting. It's about the fighters protecting the other hockey players. Love it. Okay. Welcome to Wrexham. If you like Ryan Reynolds and Cinderella stories and just like redemption stories, you'll love it. Breaking point, full swing. So those are the, of course, golf and tennis movies that came out on Netflix this past year. I don't know. It's just a thing right now to create documentaries around sports leagues. Cheer. Who doesn't love cheer? Underrated Steph Curry came out this year. I love Steph Curry and I think he is not underrated. So that's an interesting choice of name, but I, I haven't watched it admittedly. Maybe I will. Man in the arena, Tom Brady immediately. No, I will not watch that, but some people say it's good. So that's like the master list of sports movies, TV shows, documentaries. Like I said, you guys far and above loved Remember the Titans, most of all. And then in terms of shows, Ted Lasso was number one with Friday Night Lights number two. And then in terms of documentaries, most people liked The Last Dance or the Untold series on Netflix. So if you haven't watched these things, you must go run. You must do that for me. And we're going to hear from Mary now with her take on sports-ish, on sports-ish pop culture, on sports-ish shows, on sports-ish movies. Mary, welcome to the Sports-ish yes. podcast. Thank you Hello. for being here. I'm so happy to finally connect with you. We kind of like found each other on social media through maybe mutual friends, followers. Yes. And I just, I love your page. So tell us, start out by telling us what you do and what like your goal is with your podcast, with your pages. Talk to us. All right. Well, hello. I'm so happy happy to be here. Um, my name is Mary. I am the host of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. And I've been kind of like a neglectful mother to the podcast a little bit over the summer. I have like dozens of children. I only have four, but like it feels like dozens. And so like the summer got hectic and I haven't posted a podcast in like a month, but you can always find me on um, Instagram and on TikTok. I do like celebrity deep dives and pop culture stuff. And that's kind of the my no purpose for my social media pages. I love pop culture. I love celebrity gossip. I love talking about internet culture and like influencers and that kind of stuff. And I literally, it sounds so corny, but I just want to chat. So that's the name of the podcast. There's just things that I want to talk about. And yeah, so you can find me on there. I'm always on my Instagram stories talking about something. So I love it. Come on over. I love it. And it's you- so weird to like, pitch myself. No, as you should, because your content is elite. I just got done actually like 
probably 20 minutes ago with your Kaler deep dive, which is Carly Kloss, Taylor Swift, the alleged relationship. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, fascinating. The, the level of research you do, I mean, did that take you forever? Okay, so it took me a bit, whenever I do these deep dives, it does take me a bit to like compile everything in a, you know, like a good timeline. But I have to say, I've just, I've been on the internet for forever. Like I was on MySpace, like once I was like 11, like way too early. And then like the social media after social media and always following celebrities, like ever since I was little. So, so much of this, I just have in my brain. Yeah. So it does take a while to like compile everything. Yeah. But luckily there's not too much research involved because I'm crazy. And I just like, I have apartments in my mind like locked away for celebrity gossip you can't like I couldn't name you more than like 10 of our U.S. presidents but I could tell you (laughs) you know everything about Taylor Swift ever it's amazing I I learned so much from that deep dive I also feel like you talk a lot about movies and tv shows do you like is that kind of one of your sticks as well yes so I I'm very passionate about TV and movies. It sounds so corny when I talk about it, but I really do appreciate and love TV and movie as TV and movies as like an art form. Mm-hmm. And so every week I go on and I review TV shows and movies that I've watched from like, you know, the week prior. So if you're ever looking for TV or movie recommendations, every Monday there's a roundup that's posted um, with ratings and like content ratings, just in case you're like, I don't know trying to figure out like what you could watch in front of your in-laws and not, you know, cause like nudity and that kind of stuff. So there's content ratings for everything. Um, and yeah. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and everywhere well, else. Talk to us. Obviously we're on the sports side of pop culture. Mm-hmm. We, we too love pop culture and sports-ish, but we're more on the sporty side. What is your relationship with sports? Tell me about like, are you a sports fan? Did you play sports? What are your thoughts there? Okay. So never played sports. I'm very like uncoordinated and it was like never anything that I wanted to be in, but I love the idea of sports. I'm a very like festive person and I love pop culture. And I really think that sports is pop culture too. Just like anything that like the collective consciousness is paying attention to, I want to know about. So whenever there is like a big sports story, I always want to, that's why I love your page so much. Um, I always want to like figure it out. And also as a celebrity gossip pop culture fan, some of our best stories are rooted in sports. I mean, like there's the whole Kardashian angle and like we could talk about that for four hours. Right. But there's always so much like, I feel like when, how do I want to phrase it? I feel like celebrity news about people who are athletes and like the wags and that kind of stuff it's always like to like a different level because there's so much money involved. Like it's not the same as like reality TV drama because there's like the wealth element. There's the communal element of like you're on teams and there's loyalties there. Yep. I really love it. This is such a side tangent and we don't have to go down it if you don't want to, but do you know about the Wagatha Christie story? No, (laughs) please enlighten me. Okay. So it's like been taking over my brain for the last week because there was like finally an update. So in the UK, um, there's a soccer, a football player named Wayne Rooney. Okay. Yes. Yes. So Wayne Rooney has, 
Yes. And like now he's like a soccer manager. Yeah, he's retired. And Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is he one of the ones that are trying to really bring soccer over here to America? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's pretty much in the UK, but maybe in yeah. like, you seem to know more about the situation than I do. So I need to know. Well, well, no, because I really like, again, I only know about his wife. I don't know anything about him. Okay. No, he's not. He oh. has not been involved with any, any MLS teams yet. Oh, okay. All right. Cause I was like reading things. And I'm like, this makes no sense. I thought that he was like definitely a UK guy, but anyway, yeah. so his wife, Colleen Rooney yes. is like a mega star over yes. in the UK. Okay. A couple years ago, she had a personal Instagram and she was posting just like her life and her kids and everything. And information from that personal Instagram kept getting leaked out to the press. And she decided to figure out who was the leak. So she had like a couple hunches and she narrowed it down to this one woman named Rebecca Vardy who is another wag, like another like wife of a football player in the UK. Wow. And what she did was she blocked everybody or like she hid her Instagram stories from everyone on her private friends list, except for Rebecca Vardy. Smart. She, yeah, she hid everything from everyone except for Rebecca Vardy. And she was placing fake stories in there. Like one of them was like, they went to a fertility gender clinic in Mexico and then like just other personal stories about her kids and things like that. And then those stories kept getting leaked to the um, the tabloids in the UK. And like the UK tabloids are vicious. Yeah. But anyway, so she narrowed it down with like certainty that it was Rebecca Vardy, the other wag who was, you know, leaking all these stories, right? Okay. So she makes an Instagram post and she says, Just so everybody knows, I was not at a gender clinic place in Mexico. And then these things didn't happen. I was trying to catch like somebody. There was a snake in the grass. It was Rebecca Vardy. Tagged her, called her out in front of everybody. And again, like Rebecca or um, Colleen Rooney is very beloved in the UK. Right. Rebecca Vardy was like, no, it's not me. Um, I'm like a public figure and I have a lot of people that look at my phone it must have been my assistants. My assistants were the ones leaking the information. And then Rebecca Vardy sued Colleen Rooney for defamation. Oh. Took her to court. And then, like, in the whole court case was wild, too, because she, like, the judge would order, like, okay, you have to turn over the cell phone so we could look at the messages. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, oops, we accidentally just dropped the phone in the sea. Like, in it's at the bottom of the ocean now. Like, they were hiding evidence, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And then finally, um, at the beginning of the summer, like, the judge ruled in Colleen Rooney's favor. And then it's a big story this week because Colleen Rooney is on the cover of um, British Vogue, the September issue, which okay. is a really big deal to be on the cover of a September issue. And she's wearing like an inspector gadget type outfit. Ooh. And it's the juiciest, most insane story. Do I care or not care? But like, do I have any interest or knowledge of like UK football? No, but I am enthralled. Wow. So yeah, that was the longest tangent. No, that was amazing. That's like, that is right up our alley. That is something we should be covering. Thank you, Mary, for that. Oh, no Ten. problem. 
Amazing. Oh, and it's called it's called Agatha Christie because Agatha Christie is like a um a novelist in the UK or was a novelist nice. that wrote like mysteries. So like Death on the Nile and all that stuff. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So. I'm gonna have to deep dive into that, but that was so good. Thank you so mm. much. This is why I'm so sorry, but but that's just an example of I do love and appreciate sports, not in the typical way, right? But because of everything it gives us. Sports ish. Yes. Some might even say sports-ish. Yes, I love it. Okay, so we're going to talk today, since you do love sports, pop culture, movies, TV shows, we're going to kind of bring them all together. We're going to talk about, did you know, (laughs) I found this out way after I planned this episode. Did you know it's National Cinema Day on Saturday? Yes, and you can get a $4 movie ticket on Sunday at AMC, Cinemark, Regal, and I think Galaxy Theaters and then concessions right. are cheap too. I need to post about it. Cool. That is, yeah, that is amazing. So it kind of just perfectly lines up with our episode. We're going to talk about sports movies. Gut reaction. Greatest sports movie of all time. Go. Not even joking or like trying to be cutesy or anything. Yes. Bring it on. A hundred percent. Bring it on. Yes. Thank you for that. I love bringing it on. And I love that it's it's considered a sports movie by you because I think many people wouldn't like they're like Rocky warrior, like, you know, bring it on as a sports movie. All, all great movies. Yes. But bring it on definitely has like a special place in my heart, but also I feel like it does show so many like great elements of great sports movies all in one. Like there's a competition, but then there's like two streams, like two teams striving for, you know, like for victory, like there's, it's very, very, very good. And also Cliff from Bring It On will be like one of my hottest honeys of all time. He's like a top 10, no matter what. A top 10. Oh, who's your, do you have a top top? Of like all time? Yeah. Okay. So for forever, I always said Leonardo DiCaprio. I like, I even like named my baby like after not not like after him like what a great guy but just like oh a significant person in my life yeah my longtime celebrity crush I'll name my baby after him I love Um, it but Leonardo DiCaprio but I probably would say Robert Pattinson top whoa Robert Pattinson number one team Jacob definitely not team Jacob I'm team Jacob you're it's okay I was about to log off but it's fine you redeemed yourself (laughs) really quick are you like were you like hardcore like one of the like team Jacob or team Edward shirts like going front row midnight showings oh 100% and like speaking of sports-ish the best thing about one of the best things recently has been like the Twilight Renaissance online like people respecting and loving Twilight for like the masterpiece that it is instead of just a joke and one of the best pieces of like fun memes are all of the baseball memes like and people collectively appreciating the baseball meme and like Alice lifting her leg up and doing that like big pitch. It's honestly awesome and very impressive. It's amazing. And that I think does make Twilight a sports movie canonically. So my answer, bring it on and also Twilight because and of Twilight. the one baseball scene. I know that's the thing. It's like when we like talk about sports movies, are we also talking about like she's the man because there's soccer involved, like mm-hmm. Ben like Beckham? I think so. Yes. Um, I think they're not considered like classically sports movies. But I, mm-hmm. I, I like to consider those sports-ish movies. Oh, 100%. And like, 
also a league of their own iconic not i really um i gave the amazon show like one episode i think i need to go back and revisit it because i know a lot of people really loved it it did unfortunately just get canceled but and what sucks is all of the stars of the show didn't know that it was canceled until it reached social media because of the strike they didn't um the production companies didn't like reach out isn't that so messed up so messed up a league of their own came out in 1992 which like was before women's sports were at all cool like nobody liked women's sports in 1992 and so i think it's just like symbolic as one of the first movies ever made about women's sports. Listen, there's a long way to go. Like when you think of movies, sports movies, you don't think a lot about ones with women's sports in them. I mean, like bring it on league of their own stick it. Yeah. The the bra strap. I think about it daily. Every day when I put on my bra, I think about the stick it bra strap. Stick it is underrated. I would say. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, We've got I, Tanya. I, Tanya, also amazing. It is funny to think of Margot Robbie playing a 15-year-old, but I'm willing to put that aside in honor of how good that movie is. Um, Again, not to be... Go ahead. Oh, what? Not to be, like, too kitschy and, like, trying to be cute or whatever, but Ice Princess? Have you ever seen that one? Have I seen that one? Yes, multiple times. I thought and I was a nice princess because I took ice skating lessons as a child. It honestly, I feel like for people like around the age when it came out was like a fundamental text. It was so good. The Allie and AJ song. Allie and what, where are they? Someone tell me. They, they made the mistake. I'll be that someone. They made the mistake in my opinion to rename themselves 78 Violet because they didn't want to be known as Allie and AJ anymore but they still perform Allie and AJ songs and then they like after Taylor Swift started cursing they like felt like they could start cursing and they made a renewed um version of potential breakup song but like put f-words in it so that's what they're up to plot twist wait I didn't know they were still making music I didn't know they were still around Oh, yeah. They're just like, they're on the nostalgia tour. More power to them. I hope that they're having so much fun and they deserve it. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. That's what they're doing. Everyone's on their nostalgia tours. The Jonas Brothers. Are you seeing them? I think so. They're coming to Vegas and the tickets are still not sold out. And a great thing about living in Vegas is that if seats aren't sold out, the tickets get really, really, really cheap because there's so many entertainment options out here. Yeah. So, but I was like a, very extreme Jonas Brothers fan like at like their height so okay. I'm, your show, bro? I'm very on board with the yes Which very one? on board with their nostalgia oh okay so I always said Kevin just because I felt bad for him but like deep down I wanted Joe but I was like no Kevin's a great guy everybody he I'm sure he is but I mean he is like he plays four instruments he, yeah yeah he's just not as cute as his brothers I just you know, I, I do feel for him. The way that his mic was on mute literally for like four years straight. <laughs> they just they just wouldn't turn it on. Well, and now I know why. I watched the Jonas Brothers roast. Have you seen that? Oh, he oh yeah. Perpetually unfunny. Yes. I I really feel like he I mean, Nick Jonas, 
I don't know any of these people personally, but as somebody who has really invested a lot of time in them, Nick Jonas, genuinely talented. Yes. Joe Jonas, talented and has enough charisma to carry him the the second half of the way. Yes. Yes. And Kevin Jonas is happy to be there, (laughs) but, but he can play the guitar. He can play the guitar. And I think he married up. Like, I think his wife is really pretty and seems really sweet. I never watched Married to Jonas though. Um, so maybe I don't, maybe there's- you, Married to Jonas was like a fun concept, but if you try to find like recap clips um, of like, what was the big drama on that show? Yeah. They didn't even have like drama or again, like they didn't have enough like charisma to really bring us anything. Like they would fight about no. like casseroles. Like they didn't no. have anything. No. You Great know idea though. Yeah, happy for their success and for the Jonas Brothers tour. I I didn't get to go to Yankee Stadium, but I think they're coming back. And oh, yeah. I'm going to try and get tickets because I love them. I personally was a Nick girl. I don't know, like something about him, like battling his type one diabetes was just like hot. Lily, when I was such a Jonas Brothers fan. Yes. Where? In seventh grade. I was so moved by his trials and tribulations with type 1 diabetes and I was so worried about him where to raise awareness for him I wore a medical alert dog tag as like a seventh grader and seventh graders really should know better like this wasn't something I did like as like a nine-year-old that is so noble of you I'm sure you really raised all the awareness for Nick and like when I was asked about it I'd go like oh it's like to support Nick Jonas did not realize the actual, like me and my friend, we bought it at CVS. Like we both love Jonas brother so much. That is so noble. I, I love that. Okay. I, I think it's definitely a problem, but anyway, back to sports. Back to sports. sports. I mean, sports ish. Okay. Have you watched any sports movies that you think are absolutely horrendously terrible? Never watch again. Zero out of 10. I, I really don't know. Don't. Okay. This is going to be controversial. Love it. I recently tried to show my kids the Air Bud movie because I was like, they'll love it. Yeah. And then it is one of those movies where you watch it as an adult and you're like, what the heck was this? And why did this have such a big hold over us? Yes. And same with, again, I hate this. I know it's a classic like Mike. Not it. It's not. Yeah. I know. And I loved it as a kid. And then I tried to show it to Piper, my oldest. She's like six. And I was like, doesn't this movie doesn't hold up? What what did I think this movie was about back in the day? And it's is that the one that's Bow Wow, Little Bow Wow is in Like Mike. Yes. Or Little Romeo. <laughs> one of them. Lil Lil Romeo. A Lil a Lil man is in the movie. Yes. And yeah, it's a basketball movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that for ages, but I don't remember loving it. Uh, how, can you think of any like truly terrible yeah. sports movies? Space Jam 2. Did you see Space it? Space Jam 2 isn't, isn't great. It's so bad. It, I mean, maybe it's just like the disrespect on like mm-hmm. the Space Jam series for me, but I was so offended that they tried to make a sequel and it just fell so hard. And I like LeBron. I am a LeBron fan. I think he is 
I do like him. All time. He's he can't act. And I don't know what they were trying to do, but it didn't work. Yeah. And I just don't like the story. I feel like often you can see this really in like teen shows or especially like Netflix teen centric dramas. People get in the writer's room and they love to talk about technology, but like they don't have like a resident teen or young person to listen to them so I feel like Space Jam 2 they try to make it so techy and about like the algorithm and stuff and then every time they talked about anything with technology it just sounded like they were robots like chat GBT like wrote them like a write a script about technology and right and stuff yeah so Space Jam 2 love Zendaya but love. it's probably her only misstep I know and possibly her whole career I know that was a bummer for me. Okay, we're moving on to the controversy, the blind side situation. Yes. Um. So one of the biggest talking points when Michael Orr's lawyer came out was that he didn't walk away with any money from the film, and mm-hmm. then you know, like two days later, the family, the Tui family, came out and said, "Well, we actually didn't make that much money on the film either." As a film expert, that's what I'm going to call you. Is this common? What should have happened there? Okay, so yes, let me preface by saying what a sucky situation. Yeah. And I really, really feel for him. And yikes. Like I was reading the whole thing and it was just like a million yikes alarms going off in my head. Right. Sucky situation. I will say, and he deserves money. He deserves so much money from it. But kind of how all of these movies are made is and if a legal expert wants to come correct me, that's a-okay. Whenever you see like a movie, like a biopic, generally it's not somebody like the screenwriter didn't go and study this person's life, put together a timeline, clean it up, and then put it in a script. Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, any biopic is an adaptation of an autobiography or biography. Okay. Like, let's take like Oppenheimer, for example. That's like the new movie. That movie's based on American Prometheus. So like the Oppenheimer family, they're not going to get money because what happened was Christopher Nolan paid to adapt the book American Prometheus. So although it was about, you know, Oppenheimer, they didn't do any of the work for the movie. They were just adapting the book. And so that's the same with like the blind side. So the blind side was adapted um, from a book. And so the person that wrote that book got the money. He was like generous and gave them half. Right. um, Which equaled out to be, I think, over 100,000 at the time. And then the Tui family, which was something that like I thought was unique and not typical of most biopics. The Tui family was able to get some kind of points in the movie like some kind of percentage of gross which isn't that typical but like let's say um like I tried to research this out a little bit Bethany Hamilton who um she yeah Soul Surfer she wrote her autobiography about her story and then when they made the movie Soul Surfer they paid her not because they were using her life story but because she was the author of the autobiography Oh, wow. Okay. So, so anyway, so Michael Orr not getting that much money from the blind side sucks, 
yeah. isn't right, right isn't that surprising to me. Hmm. Okay. But it looks like the Tui family did have like a point system where they were getting money back from the from like the gross of the movie. They had cycled it cool cut like the same that they all got but i think it's gonna be a really, really interesting place um, to see play out because i'd be really interested to see like the receipts from things but of course like i believe him if he says he didn't get money then right. i'm i mean then he didn't get money right yeah and the dewey family has so much money that their net worth is like 100 million so i believe him but i'll be really interested to see the actual numbers once it's laid out. Yeah, I agree. I just think, you know, if you are the center of the story that made this author money, that made this family money, and obviously they were well off when they didn't adopt him, but brought him into their family. Um, I think yeah. you, should, you should be compensated for all that. And then, you know, there's the notion that he didn't like how he was represented in the movie. And I, that just sits so poorly with me that it was approved and produced and put out there for the world to see when he didn't like how he was represented. And it, yeah. it's like he didn't know how to advocate for himself at that time. And there was no one helping him advocate for himself at that time. So I think mm -hmm. there's just, there's so many, like you said, it's just big yikes all around, but it's a hard situation. I really did enjoy the movie. Um, you know, when it first came out, but I don't know. I just, now I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's a, such a sucky situation. And I think that he was wronged at so many points in his life. And I think that his like trust was definitely betrayed yeah. often by people close to him. And that sucks. And that's so sad. And I hope that there's some kind of like legal way for him to get something, but yeah, it's not that surprising to me just based on how the system is set up kind of against him money-wise and against anybody who just has like a life story be published. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on quickly because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to pick your brain about Ted Lasso. I think it's pretty polarizing. Like I, I love it. Um, mm. I've watched all three seasons, but a lot of people don't. What are your thoughts about it? Uh, and yeah, just first, first it, off, what's your thoughts about it? Okay, I'm the wrong person to ask because I didn't really like it. And I didn't even okay. give it the whole try. But I have, I promise everybody that I have tried it. I think I've started it eight times. Eight I times. think, like, I've literally, it's like a Taylor Swift song that I don't like, where I've, like, I've forced myself to like it. Yes, yes. But I haven't been able to force myself to like Ted Lasso. Okay. I've tried so many times. I don't know. And I think, I mean, obviously it's a me problem because it's like the biggest hit and it's critically acclaimed. Um, um, I think that I went into it as a Jason Sudeikis fan and I thought that it was going to be like, ha ha hilarious. So when I, my husband and I first started watching it, I was like, this isn't that funny. Yeah, like yeah. this isn't like the funniest comedy that I've ever seen. So I felt like a little let down. So my expectations were already not met. And then I was like, oh, it's like a heartfelt thing. And then yeah. I don't know. It is. It's a little all over the place in the third season, even more so. Um, okay. But that's a good take. I, I do find it polarizing. I find that a lot of people don't enjoy it similar to yourself. So don't worry. Yeah. It's not that hot of a take. 
Um, but speaking of hot takes, there have been so many sports documentaries, docu-series. I think sports just there's drama in the element of the competitive factor in sports. And then if you add in behind the scenes, personal lives, like you said, well, it's just like drama imploding and it makes for really good stories and scandals and crimes. And so there's been so many docuseries, documentaries. Do you have any favorites that you would recommend to our followers? So again, as somebody who's not a sports fan, yeah, but uh, an appreciator. the The thirty for thirty. Um, I've watched the OJ Simpson one, and, okay. and the Last Dance. Yeah, insane. Like, blew my mind. Worth every single hour that you'll invest in it. It's so worth the watch, and um, I really felt like enlightened by it. I um. Then let me see docuseries. Have you tried uh, Winning Time on HBO? No. Okay, so it's, I really like it. I need to dive into the second season, but I've just been too like delayed with other things. Yeah. But it's about the formation of the Lakers and like like the 1980 Lakers. So like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, um, kind of like that dream team. Yeah. So it's about like all the behind the scenes about that and like the money involved. And it's like, kind of lighthearted like there's drama and stuff like things happening but they keep it really light it's the same guy um it's like john c Riley is the lead okay. and why adam mckay adam mckay is the guy that is behind the show so that's the man behind stepbrothers um oh. and like don't look up and the big short and like all those kind of movies yeah winning time is his show so i definitely recommend that one and of course if you haven't watched the people versus oj simpson yet I love, love that. that. And also the new quarterback show on Netflix yes. is an easy watch. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Speaking of quarterback, your favorite, your man. Let's talk about Joe Burrow and your love from him. Where did it you start? See me? Where did it start? Like what's, what's the Joe Burrow story with you? Mary and I'm Joe. like, I'm like already blushing. Um, okay. So I started having him like on my radar because a podcast that I listened to was talking about his like fashion, like his like post-game fashion. Like he would wear like these like sunglasses and stuff. Um, and he was becoming kind of like a fashion icon. And I, I had such a different picture of like what he was like in my head. Yeah. And like, they would talk about him like being in fur jackets and stuff. And I was like, who is this guy? And then like, I saw him popping up on my TikTok and like, this is Joe Burrow what like I pictured and also in my mind not knowing that much about football I thought that quarterback means that you're like the biggest one like on the team so then when I saw him and it was like a clip of him talking about Spongebob Squarepants or something I was like this guy so cute so charming he seems like a nice guy I is he still with his high school girlfriend or the college girlfriend they're engaged Okay. See, and I appreciate that. I love and appreciate somebody who is just like a, I love and appreciate wife guys, girlfriend guys, just like loyal. Like, I feel like that adds so much to the appeal. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Love you. A Reddit thread I found about Joe. It's someone searching for dirt and like, everyone's like, yeah, that's not 
there. Like he's just a good yeah. guy who donates to charity and who's still dating the same girl. And that video of his mom, who was a principal of an elementary school, doing the morning announcements during COVID with her son, Joe Burrow, like doing the pledge, the cutest. So that's what, like, I mean, he's obviously very hot, super yeah. hot, but I feel like the personality really got me and I just yes. love him. I love him. I love him. I, um, I was just at like play group with my friends and we were talking about doing like a fantasy team with our husbands and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, sounds fun. And then I started thinking about the possibility of not getting Joe Burrow as my like guy on my fantasy team. And I was like, I know, am I going to be a good sport about this if I end up like not getting him? But anyway, love him. Yes. He's the best. Mary, thank you so much for coming on for your expertise on TV, movies, pop culture, and Joe Burrow. We love, we love Joe and we love your love for him. Love of my life. Love of your life. Love of, I mean, many females lives, but he's engaged now. Unfortunately, we're happy for him I mean I am like a married mother of four you know but that's the thing is I'm like consistently posting about hot athletes and like my undying love for them and I am a married mom of two and might you know give people the wrong idea but it's all right to dream a little bit yeah but the thing I say is like the men in our lives they all fantasize these athletes why can't we oh a hundred percent yeah I I feel like celebrity crushes are so harmless and as long as like you're not being a creeper about it yeah. yeah my husband has like long accepted his fate as just like a, oh yeah who's your flavor of the week this week that's what he calls it like who's it this time mary i love that mary you yeah. are so much fun we will definitely have you back oh my goodness a dream come true yes please yes. Right. thanks for joining us have a good thanks day. bye thank you to mary for joining us and for her hilarious amazing incredible takes i will never forget that story about the nick jonas diabetes dog tag (laughs) so so good thank you guys for joining for listening i never do this but if you have a chance and you haven't yet if you could rate and subscribe to the podcast that would be lovely i i really don't ask that often but i probably should considering the podcast is one of many pillars of sportsish and I'm just trying to expand it. It kind of was new and I kind of did it when I was literally 11 weeks postpartum. I was like, let's do a podcast too and a newsletter and all the things. Uh, but just if you can, I would love to have you rate and subscribe and just give us your feedback. What do you want to hear? What do you, who do you want to hear from? Who do you want me to have on the pod? This is all because of you. You guys make it possible for me to do what I love to do, which is talk sports-ish with you. We'll see you next week.